write under Rhiannon Held. Rhiannon Held is my urban fantasy, and then RZ Held is my many other things, including weird western and space opera. My other claim to fame is that in my day job, I'm a professional archaeologist. This series with RZ Held started in episode 118. There is also an earlier series with RZ Held, which you can find by searching for Lancer Sci-Fi Thoughts RZ Held, H-E-L-D. What else have you done to cope with uh, COVID times? I still, something I was working on before any of the lockdowns or anything happened was I'm part of D&D Authors Game. We're all of us authors in the group. And so then we stream it. Oh, um, hang on, on a second. You're in a D&D Authors Game. So these are all people who write books and stories. Write books. All right. Yeah. And they're all cross-genre. So this is pretty high-end D&D game, I think. <laughs> well, that, that was our hope. Because the thing is that, like, it's not just anybody playing D&D. &D. Right. I mean, not that other D&D streams aren't great, but these are authors. And so you know that these characters, like, they have some character arcs. Right, right. <laughs> nice. And we were actually doing it. We were meeting in a studio before everything happened. Like but a then sound we studio? Well, so um, Gen Con uh, in Indianapolis, but they have in Seattle, because we're all Seattle authors, oh. um, they have a local presence that sort of helps feed into the Gen Con every year. And so Gen Con in Seattle had a, like a sound studio where they would do a whole bunch of different like streaming programming. Like they'd have people to like discuss board games and they'd play different role-playing games and, and all kinds of stuff to sort of showcase some of the talent and, and aspects of stuff that you'd see at Gen Con. Wow. And so we were on their program because wow. they, they have the studio and they have their channel that could technically stream 24 hours a day, seven days a week if they wanted. They didn't. We were one of their, their things on that show. So it was a really great partnership. We were really glad to be able to work with them. But obviously, Gen Con didn't happen in person. We couldn't meet in person in their studio anyway. And so we went independent once they closed down and we you know stream it individually from our different homes or whatever. And it's been really fun to be able to... Where do you stream? Twitch. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash Dungeon Scrawlers. Nice. Oh, what's the show like? What do you guys do? It's set in the Forgotten Realms because we have a bunch of different authors. Two of our people actually used to write for Wizards of the Coast when they had a Forgotten Realms novel line. Nice. Um, they've since, like, they no longer have that line, which is unfortunate. Those authors... Um, so Eric Scott to be is our DM... And he has set the current campaign in the city of Westgate, which is a city that people who are familiar with the D&D &D Forgotten Realms will know of. And we made our adventuring party, but then there's a lot more to it than just dungeon crawling. We are... What? There's something more than dungeon crawling? Get out of here. <laughs> well, our, our last... Our, uh, loot. Uh, last yes, episode, you're right. Loot. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> this weekend was 
for the charity Extra Life Gamers who raise money for children's hospitals. It's a great charity. Anyway, they do a big you stream or game for 24 hours. So we did that this Saturday. Wow. <laughs> so we're all, well, all of us are like a little loopy today. I didn't do that. We, we did it sort of in shifts. So I think only one guy was there for the, our tech guy, poor guy <laughs> was there for the whole 24 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, you did it. You did it. You did for a good cause. You did a, a basically a marathon for 24 hours. So you're all at home. Well, I, I, in this case, you're saying you're anyway, handing oh, off, but you're all at home. But, and but that, that uh, train of thought was a native um, was that uh, well, that was a big dungeon crawl because we were like, OK, we're going to do big double because usually we do. We stream for about three hours every week. Which, you know, anybody who's played D&D knows that if you, you sometimes sort of combat encounters can get longer, but we're not in college anymore. Like, <laughs> we got to all get to bed or get our kids to bed or like get up early the next day for day job or whatever. Right. But since we were doing it on a Saturday, the 24 hour thing, we did this long six hour, like, we were like, okay, we need to go for the plot reasons. We need to find somebody and we think she's down in catacombs. So we busted in the catacombs and did it full, like fighting a bunch bunch of the, the evil guys and their minions. It's very it's a very story heavy game. All our characters have backstories and secrets and inadvertently we all ended almost all of us ended up with like really terrible families <laughs> for forever showing up and making trouble. And we had uh, Ed Greenwood, who's a well known guy as far as writing the D D settings, he guested as the character of the father of one of our characters <laughs> <laughs> a cameo nice <laughs> yeah but soon you're gonna get Bo- bruce boxleitner or something like that to show up as a as an extra <laughs> yeah so these are highly developed characters now mm-hmm. what i've learned from back in the day when i was playing D D a lot that the when you got a group of the more highly developed characters in the group were the less likely they got along so how do you guys get along <laughs> Um, I mean, not always well. I, I think that what holds our group together at this point is that we have been in the same messes for long enough that, like, we've all helped each other out. And so it's it's a little like, I wouldn't say a group of friends, but it's a little like a group of coworkers where there's been a job to do for long enough that we've sort of all learned some of our strengths and weaknesses and how we can rely on each other. I don't know if you ever were a fan of Mythbusters. I was a huge fan of Mythbusters when yeah. that was still on the air. Yeah. The the two hosts, if you actually listen to them talk, they say like they weren't actually Jamie and Adam. They weren't friends necessarily. Like they didn't really hang out outside of the show. But they were such great coworkers and their skills like completely complemented each other that they were just like on fire as hosts. But that didn't necessarily mean they were friends. It just meant that they like worked together really right. well. And I think our characters are, are sort of heading to that where like they're friends. Yeah. But not necessarily like they're different kinds of friends. Yeah. 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 To kind of loop in the audience more. So what happens when you have highly developed characters, you have the person who's always good and then you have the person who's always got to be bad. And then you have this and that. And there's a, so you end up having a bunch of people oh. show up who all have very strong opinions on how their character is going to work and they're going to do it. And then they can't get towards a common goal. <laughs> Well, no, not necessarily, because I think that the more highly developed they they become, the less they become only good or only bad. Um, But you do get very strong opinions about, like, what should be done to accomplish a goal, I think. Yeah. Our group, we have 
we don't necessarily always conform to because everybody's like, oh, the alignment, you know, neutral, good, chaotic, you know, etc. We don't necessarily all like define our characters based on that. Because if you really sort of sit down and think about it long enough, it's like, does true neutral really exist? <laughs> like, you know, things like that. It gets, you can get in the weeds. And so I think it's more interesting to sort of look at them like, you know, complicated real people where they have goals and backgrounds and things that are important to them. And those all, you know, feed into the choices that they make. But it's not so easy as to put a label on it that says, okay, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Main point was that we had competition because there was even if you had two, how do I say, neutral or evil, they would try to out neutral evil the other person. It was just a big mess sometimes. It's like. (laughs) However, you found sci fi thoughts be it iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other podcast aggregation services. If you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and do us a favor. Go to wherever you get this podcast and leave us a review. Even clicking a few stars. And this will help out the show in many ways. Hey, we got goodies for you in the show notes. We have a link to RZ Held's novellas. So you can go over there and shop and buy up some good science fiction to read at home. Don't know where the show notes are? Check out your podcast player and they'll be right there for easy tapping. If you're not using a podcast player, go back to the website where you downloaded this show and they'll be right there before your very eyes. Next episode, more RZ Held. How happy are you now that you're doing space opera? Oh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, back when I was doing urban fantasy, I didn't think that I was going to do anything else. Right. Um, and uh, space opera and this po- post-apocalyptic weird Western, like, I feel like um, I found an aspect that I like in a bunch of different sort of styles. 